today's talk, Breaking Free, Breaking Free. I want to begin by looking at a verse of scripture in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse number 7. The Bible says, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower, borrower, borrower becomes the lender's slave. Now, now, I read that verse, and that verse doesn't sound like a lot of peace to me. You know what? Debt usually equals stress and not peace, especially consumer debt. And, and what we are dealing with throughout this series is God wants you to exchange your financial stress for his financial peace. But the key is you have to meet God in the middle. You see, there are financial principles that you can put into practice in your finances that will lead you to peace. But there are also stupid decisions that we can all make that will lead us to financial stress, bondage, and the the Bible says slavery, that the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Those goofy decisions we can all make. And listen, I've made some stupid financial decisions in my life. Anybody else besides me? Come on, don't leave me hanging today, all right? Yeah, I've made some stupid financial decisions in my life. When my wife and I, we were getting ready to get married back in 1997, and I, I wanted to impress her. I wanted her to think well of me. I wanted her parents to think that I wasn't a bum, that I could take care of their daughter. And so I wanted to provide this awesome honeymoon. And so I didn't have the money to do it, but I wanted to do something awesome. So I charged a cruise to the Bahamas on my credit card. Everybody said that was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. That was, that was stupid. And then, then I got married to my, to my wife, and, and we were living in a small two-bedroom apartment. We had no furniture in, uh, in the living room. And, you know, I couldn't have my woman sitting on the floor watching TV. You know what I'm saying? And so I took her to Hank's Fine Furniture. Oh, you can imagine what kind of furniture I got in Hank's, baby. Yeah, Hank's Fine Furniture. And I couldn't afford it, but I put about $1,000 worth of living room furniture on a credit card. That was stupid. And I thought, you know what? Every young couple, come on, it's, it's, the, it's 97. Every young couple needs to have a computer in the house. You got to have a home computer. I couldn't afford, afford one, but I went to Best Buy. And Best Buy had one of those 12 months no interest payments that you could buy a new computer. I couldn't afford one. Put it on my credit card, the Best Buy credit card, about $1,000. And how many know 12 months no interest means after 12 months you're going to pay 67% interest? That's what that really means. You know what I'm saying? But I fell for it and put it on the credit card. And, and I told you a few weeks ago about my father-in-law bought Tiffany and I this car before we got married. And so I found out, hey, that car's not paid for. We owe money on that car, about $4,000 worth of car debt that we had. And once we got married, I, into the relationship, I brought about $15,000 worth of student loan debt from my college education. My wife, she was in between her freshman and sophomore year of college. Her freshman year, she went to a private university. She had about $10,000 worth of debt. And then my wife and I, we had just, we moved from a, an apartment complex into a, a rental house uh, that we were excited about. We could afford the payments. It fit within our budget, but I was scared. I, I, was, I was nervous, what if something happens? And so Tiffany was a full-time college student, and I decided, you know what, babe, let's just take out this student loan. We don't have to, but you qualify for it. So we took out this Pell Grant for about $5,500. Everybody say, that was 
Yeah, you can call me stupid. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. That was stupid for me to do that. And here my new bride and I, we have about $40,000 worth of debt and a new marriage. My wife, as I said, was a full-time college student. She worked part-time at Cole's department store, about seven bucks an hour. She did some babysitting on the side here and there when she had time. I had just launched a new ministry traveling that didn't make a lot of money. And those of you that own your own business, start a new business, you know, in the first couple of years, it's just the same thing with ministry and churches and that that most of them don't make it the first two to five years. They they shut down. And so this was not lucrative at all, but about two and a half years into our marriage, my wife and I got completely out of debt. We got rid of that four and two young 20-year-old full-time college student, guy traveling minute. We got completely out of debt. We broke free from the bondage. We broke free from the slavery. And the reason I shared that story with you, two purposes. Number one, to inspire you. If two young kids could get themselves out of debt with minimum income, you can do it. There is hope. I don't care your financial dilemma or situation. You can do it. And the second reason I share that story with you is so that you'll listen to me the rest of the message as I talk about getting out of debt. You're like, well, yeah, preacher, get out of debt, but look at you upside down. Well, I'm not upside down. The only debt we have is on our, on our home. We have kept ourselves out of debt from the slavery of consumer debt. Now I want to talk to you seven steps to breaking free. Number one is this. Decide today. Everybody shout today. Come on, this is key now. Decide today to become debt free. Listen to me, getting out of debt, it it starts with a change of attitude. You got to get mad at debt. You got to get sick and tired of being a slave at debt. You got to look at that debt. And it's got to make you upset that you're a slave to the credit card company. You're a slave to Best Buy. It has to just upset you, a change in your attitude. Dave Ramsey talks about having this attitude, this change in your thinking. Check out this short video heard this people call in on my radio show they're getting out of debt and they say I'm getting out of debt they have this thing in their voice that tells me that they're gonna make it and then the others they call in they're like well dude sort of kind of like maybe this strategy and maybe it'll work sort of maybe so what sort of do you do I'm like well I can't help you call me back I didn't know what it was but I said like call me back when you're mad or something you know you got to get that thing going you know and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I was reading through Scripture one morning, and, and I hit Proverbs 6, 1 through 7. And it says, if you've signed surety, my son, which is old English Bible talk, forgot yourself in debt. If you've gotten yourself in debt, do this. Now, I teach people how to get out of debt, and I want to get out of debt. And so I saw a do this, and my little ears went, oh, oh, oh. Because I had a spiritual experience a few years ago. I discovered God is smarter than me. And when he says, you're here and you don't want to be here, so do this, I'm listening for what comes after that. That's a big deal. If you're in debt, biblically, do this. Give no sleep to your eyes, no slumber to your eyelids. And deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, a bird from the hand of the fowler. And I promise you, it's not very reverent, but I promise you I went, great, gazelles. What am I going to do with gazelles? Great little animal metaphor, talk about it in Sunday school. I mean, how are you going to talk to people about gazelles and death? This doesn't. 
That night, God answered my prayer. I was scanning the channels, and I hit the Discovery Channel. And there on the Discovery Channel, there was the gazelles. They were out there gazelling around. <laughs> and what were they doing? Well, I said, well, you know, here it is. There's the gazelles. And you know the gazelles were not there by themselves, right? You know somebody else was around, right? Looking for lunch in all the right places. And gazelles, they have a cheetah detector right behind their ear. When they see a cheetah, they go like, uh-oh, cheetah, run! <laughs> now, the Discovery Channel said that the, the cheetah is the fastest animal on dry land. We had to slow this down so I'd have time to talk. He goes from zero to 47 miles an hour in four leaps. Now, it's starting to come clear to me. Here's how you get out of debt. You deliver yourself like the gazelle from the hand of the hunter. The primary predator of the gazelle is the cheetah. Here's how you get out of debt. You run! You got a busted! You got look, he picked out the college student, didn't he? <laughs> hey, hey, you want a free hat? Hey, I'll give you a t-shirt. Just sign up for this credit card. You want a pizza? Hey, come here, kid. You need to build up your FICO score. Come here, kid. That was how you get out of debt. You gotta run, baby. You gotta put it in gear. You gotta go, 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 go. Kick it, baby, kick it. Man, you gotta run, run, come on. Come on, get out of debt. You gotta get serious. You gotta get mad. You gotta get upset. I had a pastor friend of mine who got so upset with the debt, he pastors in Austin, Texas. He actually wrote down in his closet, he made a list and he said, I'm a slave. And he put the number down to MasterCard. I'm a slave to put the number down to, 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 to Discovery Card. I'm a slave to, and he actually wrote it down, put it in his closet. And every day he would walk in that closet, it would remind him, I'm a slave this much to MasterCard, and he would make the payment. He's paying it off, and he'd mark it out, and he'd put the new amount. I'm a slave to this amount to MasterCard, and every month he would do it until he got himself out of debt. He was mad. He was upset. You know how Tiffany and I got out of debt in our early 20s is we got mad. We can't believe we got ourselves into this mess. We can't believe we have this credit card debt. We cannot believe that we are, are that we're choking financially. And we got mad and we said, this is going to change no more. The cheetah is not going to kill us. And we broke free. You've got to decide today with some attitude. Pop the neck at everything. You know what I'm saying? You're getting out of debt Number two is this. Number two is this. List all I have and all I owe. All I have and all I owe. The Bible says in Proverbs 27 and verse 23, riches can disappear fast. And the king's crown doesn't stay in his family forever. So watch your business interest closely. Watch your personal finances closely. Know the state of your flocks and your herds. In other words, know what's going on with your personal finances. And if you're going to break free from debt, you have to list all that you have and all that you owe. You see, a lot of people don't know how much they have. They really don't. They don't know how much they have financially. And a lot of people, most people don't even know how much they owe. But they have no clue how much they owe overall. And so you have to list out all I have 
and all I owe. And this can be a scary process because it, it causes all of us to face the facts. There are some of you in this place today, if I had a conversation with you, you would say, you know what, I got about $8,000 worth of credit card debt. But when you begin to list it all out and see what you owe and everything, some of you are going to say, it's not 8000 it's 18000 I didn't know that. When I combined them together, I had that much credit card debt. You got to face the facts. You got to write it down. Dave Ramsey says, on paper, on purpose. On paper, on purpose. Here's your assignment today. Here's what I want you to do. This afternoon, I want you to get a calculator, a pencil, some paper, and figure out how much you owe. So, Pastor, I don't have time. Listen to me. The Dallas Cowboys are sorry this year. They're going to lose to the Giants, turn off the television. They're sorry. One and nine today. Okay, folks? So, just turn off the television. Get your calculator. Get your pencil. Get your paper. Watch the ESPN highlights, the 50 to 6, and get, get kitten it through four interceptions. Okay? And, and, and write it down today. How much you owe? Write it down. Every, it may take you an hour. Get all the paperwork, get everything, lay it out on the table, you and your spouse, if you're single, by yourself, and just write it all down. And then write down, how much do I have? Write it down. How much do I have in savings? Is there anything? How much do I have in investments? How, how much do I have in the bank? Write it all down. How much do I bring in a month? How much am I spending a month? Write it all down on paper, on purpose. Number three is this. We're talking about breaking free from, from the slavery of debt. Number three is add no new debt. Add no new debt. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5, keep your lives free from the love of money, from the love of stuff, from the love of always wanting more, and be content. Everybody shout content. Wow, that's a big word there. And be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And friends, the, the reason we get into debt, the reason we rack up the credit cards, the reason that we spend more than we make a month is because of discontentment. You see, we, we dig ourselves into a financial hole because we are not content. My wife and I did it. I mean, I got I to gotta be able to buy this cruise for her. I can't afford it, but need some furniture. There's no way I'm going to go get a couch for $50 at the garage sale. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to go get brand new. Can't afford it. Come on, Hank's Fine Furniture. Help me out. Card debt. I got I to gotta, gotta have it. And computer. I got, got, need a computer. Digging a hole of debt. And listen to me, church. Listen to me. Listen, 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 listen. If you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Stop digging today. Make up your mind today. I am adding no new debt. But pastor, it's Christmas time and the kids need no, no new debt. I got to get Johnny some toys. Listen, listen, you can come get some of our toys. Amen. Our, the grandparents, buy, my kids got plenty of toys. I'll give you some. Amen. Wrap them bad boys up, put some Clorox on them. Here, Merry Christmas, kids. No new debt. No new debt. You got to dig out the hole. And can I tell you how our society works? Our society says dig and keep on digging. That's what it says. When you go to the mall, I go to the mall, we go to the store, and we go to buy the, the, the shirt. You know what they say when you get to the counter? 
do you have this card, our card? Because if, oh, you don't, we'll sign up today for 5%. Oh, no, I don't want your card. (laughs) No new debt. For instance, can I tell you, it it had always been this way in our society. It it has not always been like this. There was a day, and some of you will remember this, there was a day when you would go to the store and you would pick out stuff and you could not pay for it. And so you would go to this counter in the back of the store and you would hand them your stuff and say, I want this stuff. I can't pay for it today, but I'm going to make payments until I pay for it and come pick it up. And you would make payments every week or every month until it was paid off and then it was yours. And that system was called? Lailway. Oh, Lailway. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you remember Lailway, don't you? I was a Lailway kid. I was. Yeah, mama would take us to the store to go shopping for Christmas, pick out all your stuff. Oh, you can't have it today, baby. Uh-uh. She put on Lailway and make payments. Huh? If you're 20 years old or younger, you're like, Lailway? What's he talking about, Lailway? Is that a, is that a credit card? No! That was called paying for it, and then it was yours. And you know what I like about Lelway? Here's my favorite thing about Lelway. Is Lelway, once you paid for it, when you got it, it was brand new. I, I love Lelway. You paid it off, and it, was brand, it still had the shine on it. In today's system, now when you pay for it, you don't even know where it is. It's upstairs in the attic. It's in the storage room. You traded it in. Now when you pay, you ate it. You, you still paying for the steak you ate last year. You, you done digested it. It's in the toilet stool. That's the system we're on now. And you got to make up your mind, no new debt. I'm in a hole, but I'm not digging any deeper. I remember my wife and I, when we were 21, 22, 23, in our early 20s, getting ourselves out of debt. I remember us saving up enough money to pay cash for a car. Now, it wasn't a, a new car. I don't know that I would ever buy a new car. It wasn't a new car. Matter of fact, you wouldn't have liked my car. It was green. It wasn't a pretty green. It was an ugly green car. It was a used Ford Taurus that my wife and I were able to save. No new debt. And we paid cash for that used car. Now, if you would have saw me, you might have made fun of me. But I didn't care. I made fun of you. Yeah, I'm driving my paid for Ford Taurus, and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make your payment this month. Ah, I got you. Now what? Huh? It's green and ugly, but it's paid for. No New debt. Number, number four is this. Number four is this. Number four is this. We're talking about getting out of debt. Seven steps to breaking free from the slavery and the bondage. Number four, start paying God and me first. God and me first. I call this the 10 10 80 plan. Pay God first. That's called returning the tithe to God. Pay yourself second. That's called saving and investing for the future, and then live off 80%. And listen, if you can't live off 80% of your income, your wants are exceeding your needs. Your yearnings are exceeding your earnings. And the tragic thing is this. Most people don't live off 80%, 90%, 100% of their income. Most Americans live off 110% of their income or more. In other words, they spend more than they earn, and that's called 
debt. That's called debt. And I know what some of you are thinking right now, Pastor, that makes a lot of sense. Pay me first. I, I like that, Pastor, because I love me. <laughs> and me's pretty important, and, and I think me is pretty special, and I, I, I want to take care of me. So I get pay me first. But the thing I struggle with, Pastor, is pay God first. I just, I, I don't know about that, Pastor. Matter of fact, when I think about my strategy and what I would do, I wouldn't pay God first. I would use that money and then attack the debt. I mean, I'm not, I, I got a better strategy than, than God would have. And here's the, here's the deal. Do you know how people get into consumer debt? They get into consumer debt by doing it their way instead of God's way. You see, most people, 99% of people, they get upside down financially. They don't do it by following biblical principles. Uh-uh. People that get upside down financially, they get that way by doing it themselves. The people who rack up credit card debt and can't pay it off at the end of the month, they do that by, by following their own system. The people that get a car and they can't afford it and they got this debt and the car depreciates. Now the car is not even worth when you drive it off the lot. It's not worth how much you owe on it. And they, they do that by following their own system. You see, our way leads to financial stress. And a lot of people in this place can say, you're right, Pastor. My way, my way of thinking has led me to a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. It's choking the life out of me. And God's way leads to financial peace. God says, listen, don't, don't, don't continue to do it your way. Your way is not working out for you very well. Do it my way because my way will lead to financial peace. And listen to me, when you do it God's way, you're taking the handcuffs off of God that he can begin to work a miracle in your financial life. And the Bible says this in Malachi 3 and verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Do it my way, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. You've taken the handcuffs off of me, and I can work a miracle in your financial life and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. The best way I can illustrate this for our folks who are new to the Lord, is I have 10 $1 bills in, in my hand. And when you get paid, you get paid $10. Here's what the, the Bible says. Here, here's biblical principles. The Bible, you take the first dollar and you return it to God, the, the tithe. You put God first. You pay God first. You take the second dollar and you pay yourself second. You, you, you save some retirement and, and for the future, for a rainy day. You, 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 you save some. You put it aside. And then you live off the rest. You live off the other $8. So, so you, have, you have $100. And that means you, you would give God $10 first, you give yourself $10 second, and you live off the other 80 Some of you, $1,000. <gasps> oh, pastor, $1,000. Same principle. So it doesn't change. You, 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 you give God, you repay God 100 you give yourself 100 and you live off the 800 And here's what happens as you grow spiritually, as you get more spiritually mature, here's what happens is, is, is you make 10 and you give God a dollar, you pay yourself a dollar, and then you got this thing called offerings where you're gonna, you want to help a missionary go overseas. You, you want to feed the homeless. You, you want to clothe somebody who's, who's naked. You want to help out city rescue mission. And, and, you, and you start laying aside another dollar. Now you got 10, 10, 10, 70. You say, I'm going to live off the other 70%. As you continue to get some more spiritual material, you, you may say, you know what, 10, 10. Now I want to have offerings of 20%, and I'm going to live on 60% because I'm not blessed just for me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And when you do it God's way, you invite God's miracle working power into your financial life. And you say, Pastor, if I begin this whole thing called paying God first and paying myself second and living off the other 80%, Pastor, I'm going to have to change the way that I do my financial life. 
That's a good thing. Because the way you've been doing your financial life has led to stress and credit card debt and the car that you're struggling to pay for. And if you try to sell it, it won't even pay off the loan. And the house payment you're trying to figure out how you're going to make. Your way has led to financial stress. And I'm telling you, God's way leads to financial peace. Number five is this. Number five is this. Number five is this. Pastor, pastor, how do I do this? How do I begin with this whole savings thing? How do I get a jump start? Number five is this. Have a sale. Have a sale. Now, some of you, you got excited when I said that, but you heard me wrong. I didn't say go to a sale. Okay? I said have a sale. In other words, get mad at being a slave to debt. Get mad at the consumer debt and have a garage sale. Come on, I think all of us have some stuff that we, we could sell. You may have some clothes or, or some shoes. Some things. Have a garage sale. Sell the collection you got. Come on, get rid of the gun collection. Get rid of the beanie baby collection that you have since you was 13. Sell that thing and, and so you can get out of debt. Come on, get, get rid of the baseball cards. Get rid of the, get, get rid of the basketball card. Come on, Michael Jordan, that card's not worth but $22. Sell that Michael Jordan card and, and get yourself out. Get mad. Get angry at it. Sell the house and downsize to another house. Some of you looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you. Look, so you Get rid of the apartment you're in and downgrade the apartment and get a cheaper monthly payment so that you can attack the debt. Listen, cut. you got to cut your monthly expenses. Get rid of the cable. I had one person in the first service. He was, he was sitting right here. He was like, oh, Jesus. That's what he said. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm trying to help. You got to get serious. Come on. They got those antenna rabbits still. They still sell them at one. Go get you some, some $10 antenna rabbits and pick up station four, five, and nine and get out of that. Get rid of your cell phone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Get rid of your cell phone. Come on. You, you didn't have one five years ago, 10 years ago. Well, Pastor, I got to have a cell phone for emergencies. Well, get a cell phone, not the iPhone, the black. Go get a cheap cell phone with an emergency plan that's going to cost you $10 a month. Go to Walmart. You don't even have to have a plan. Get one of them phones they got that you prepaid get one of the call some of you i'm trying to help you today to get out of debt you don't need texting and tweeting and you don't need all that that's a luxury that is not a need take that money that 150 you spent on that phone and get out of debt don't go buy any more new clothes Pastor, I'm trying to stay up with the style. The style is always changing, honey. Every six months, Hollywood introduces a new style. You can't keep up with it. Matter of fact, here's what you need to do. Just keep what you got. If you keep it long enough, it'll come back in style. <laughs> Say so, Pastor. Say so. It'll come back. Baggies in again. It'll be back. I'm trying to help you get out of that. Take your lunch to work instead of going out to eat. You got to get out of debt, have a sell, downsize, cut your expenses so that you can get some extra money and begin to attack the debt. Number six is this. Number six is this. Set up a repayment plan. Set up a, repay, a repayment plan. Listen, to break free from debt, you have to have a plan. A lot of people drift into debt, but nobody drifts out of debt. My wife and I, we drifted into debt. Oh, no, it's just no big deal. I'm going to go on a cruise. It's, 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 it's the honeymoon. Just a little charge here, a couple thousand. And, I mean, it's not a big deal. We're newly married. I mean, we deserve to have a little furniture. 
No $1,000 there. I know, big deal. I mean, we need a computer, 12 months, no interest. I mean, no problem at all. Let's go get. And, and we drifted into debt. But nobody drifts out of debt. Nobody gets out of debt accidentally. But yet when you talk to people, that's what you would think. You know, you hear people say, oh, one day I'm going to get out of debt. I just, I just, I just one day, one day, I'm just, I want to be debt free. I'm thinking, now, do you think that the, the debt fairy is going to show up and get your credit cards and go, Sazam with her wand and your debt? Listen, it don't work that way. God works through a plan. I want you to catch this. God works through a plan. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 and verse number 5, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Good planning is not going to be easy. Hard work lead to prosperity. you got to have a plan and you've got to work it. I want to show you a plan here on the screen. Check out this debt snowball plan. Now, the debt snowball plan, a lot of financial advisors use this, and you attack the first retail card, credit card, credit card one, $220. You, you, man, you pay that monthly payment off, man. You have a sale. You do what you have to do. You downsize the house. You sell the car, and you drive a hoopty. You do what you have to do. And then you take that 220 and then you, you begin to attack the next payment of that you've been paying 573 and you, you attack it. Once you pay that off, you attack the next one. And you know, notice this now, that, that the total amount every month never changes on the expenses, 2720 But once you pay the first one off, now here's the deal. You can't pay the first $220 off a month and go, whoo, thank you. Jesus, now I'm going to get another car. No, don't do it. Attack the next one. It's the debt snowball until you are debt free. I don't have time to dive more into this today, but on Wednesday night at the Wednesday night connection, we're going to go deeper into this on Wednesday night, a continuation of today on getting out of debt and putting together a plan. Do not miss this Wednesday night, the event for the entire family, as we look at this in more detail on getting out of debt. Number seven is this. There's a seven key, seven, seven step to breaking free. Number seven is get some help from other people. Get some help from other people. And friends, I love the local church. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge advocate of the local church. And one of the reasons I love the local church is because it's a place where we can help each other. It's a place where we can support each other. The local church is an amazing place where we can get some help and we can get better. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. Carry, everybody shout carry. I want you to catch this. Carry each other's burdens. Don't try this alone. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And church, we want to help you carry this burden. Let me say this to you. First of all, the first thing that I want you to know is you don't need to be ashamed. There is no guilt in this place. There is no condemnation in this place. I've shared my own story with you. Your pastor has made stupid decisions. We all have. You don't need to feel guilty. You don't need to feel ashamed. We want to help you break free from the stress and the financial tension that you're under. We have a class. In the back of your seat pocket is a less stress commitment card. And there's a class that we're going to be offering. Matter of fact, there's going to be small groups around Oklahoma City metro area. There are going to be financial peace. Some are going to be crown ministry groups. But, but we have people in our church 
there are some of them that they're financial advisors for a living. And they're going to be leading these groups absolutely free except for the, 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 the materials themselves. They're not charging anything for their time that they're going to be leading these groups. Because, listen, I'm not naive enough to think that one message is going to, woo, now you're out of debt. I realize that. You need somebody to walk with you. You need somebody that knows more. Hey, some of you uh, may grew up in a home with, with bad financial practices. Mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, they, they did it backwards, and that's, that's all you know. You need some people that can help you do it the right way, hold you accountable. These groups are going to start in January. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this card out of the back of the seat pocket. You say, Pastor, I'd love to get one of these financial groups. I'd love, to, I'd love to be ministered to in that way. Pastor, I think I can help some other people in those groups break free from financial bondage. Get one of these cards. Check the box. I commit to attend a financial group starting in January. And also, you can check the box, I commit to tithe. Pastor, I'm out of tithe. This is for those of you that have not invited God, doing things God's way. Say, Pastor, I'm making the commitment today to put God first, to honor God, to commit to tithe, to invite God to work a miracle in my life. And here's the deal. Fill this card out. If the following the experience, the ushers will be at the door. Drop this card in the offering bucket, and we'll get you signed up for one of the financial community groups so that you can get some help on getting out of debt and exchange your financial stress for God's financial peace. Everybody shout, less stress, let's pray together. Father, I bless you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you that the Bible is true.